Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and today we have a bonus Q&A episode with my friend Tom Bowen, who leads L&D at GEM. If you haven't yet listened to my full interview with Tom, where we talked about starting a new L&D department, really understanding the business needs influencing stakeholders and getting people to show up for your programs, make sure you go back and check out that episode because there is a ton of great, valuable information in there. You don't want to miss that. You know, I asked Tom to come on because he's been a member of our talent development think tank community for quite some time. And every time he joins a call, I notice that people really listen to things that he has to say because he has such great experience and shares a lot of valuable content. So I hope that you got value from that conversation, as I know you will from this conversation where Tom shares his uh, proudest moment in his career, a great story, his biggest failure, which is another great story that you'll learn from, the biggest challenge we're facing, the trends that he's following out there, a couple of book recommendations for you, and some great career advice. So without any further ado, here's my bonus Q&A episode with Tom Bowen. All right, I am back for our bonus Q&A round with Tom Bowen, who leads L&D at GEM. And Tom, we're going to start with your career. And I want to ask you, you've done a lot of different things at a few different organizations. What's been your proudest moment or biggest accomplishment in your career so far? Yeah, this is a fun one for me. This is one I, I, I do take a lot of pride in sharing. So like many people during the pandemic, I was put in the unfortunate situation of of being part of a reduction in force. Mm. And this was relatively early in the pandemic, I think April of 2020. And shortly thereafter, I landed a consulting gig and it happened to be with one of the largest COVID testing companies in the United States, or they end up being one of the largest COVID testing companies in the United States. And I was reporting directly to their VP of field operations, who's in charge of every testing site, right? Across the country and the operations of those testing sites. 
Now you can imagine what scaling up a COVID testing company could look like, right? Oh, yeah. The summer of 2020 and how challenging and chaotic that could be. Very much I was thrown kind of into those flames. And I remember I got a phone call one morning from that VP and she said, we just signed a contract with the state of Florida to be responsible for testing for every single nursing home and assisted living facility in the state. We have to train them and onboard them tomorrow. Hmm. We have no idea how we're going to do this. Their previous model was to have a field ops representative run a Zoom, like a two-hour Zoom training people, the operators, the site-level operators. But we were enabling, usually the site-level operators were people that were uh, either contracted through our organization or through partner organizations. But now we were training the other parties, right? The employees of the assisted living facilities. We're talking thousands of, I think it was like 4,700 something facilities, upwards of 200,000 employees. Wow. And they were at a loss. They were like, can Zoom even hold that many people? <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's let's go back to this. What are our failure points here, right? And essentially what we realized and, and what I worked with the team on is we need to provide a self-service model here and not have us be the bottleneck right? for people learning how to, to operate at the site level and all the different processes, right? Yeah. And so we actually built in a single day, um, we built an entire training website with all of the protocols, practices, and everything, escalations, if they have challenges with any parts of their processes, so that their support team could manage that. Because their previous model was like, okay, we think we're just going to run a ton of Zoom webinars. And if people have questions, they'll call support. And the support team was like, wait, you're going to have 200,000 people call us if they yeah, have problems? That's going to be a problem. And and so we built that site in a day and launched it. And I will say, I think it's successful. I mean, I still keep in touch with that VP. She's no longer with the organization. And she still, to this day, kind of has affirmed to me that that's one of her proudest accomplishments. And that she feels very strongly that we saved a lot of lives Mm. uh, by implementing that testing at that scale so quickly. That's awesome. Yeah. And just what you're able to turn that around and to come back to the needs analysis and figure out, okay, what's going to be the most effective just because they've done it a certain way in the past doesn't mean that's the way to do it in the future what's going to be a really effective way to do this? And and you figure that out, which is cool. Flip side of that, Tom, what's been one of your biggest mistakes or failures and what did you learn from it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lots of them. Uh, But the one that's coming to mind now is one where in which I didn't take my own advice. Hmm. So, so much of, of, my approach and what what I've shared right in the earlier part of the interview was around aligning yourself to the needs of the business and then understanding your stakeholders, right? Empathizing with them. So at one point I was given kind of a skip level project, right? This was the pet child of the CEO at one of the companies I was working with, wanted to completely eliminate the annual performance reviews from Mm -hmm. the way that we do performance management. So I was working with my manager who said, hey, this is something the CEO is very passionate about. I want you to drive this as the head of talent development. Totally makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I proceeded to drive this, design a pilot, execute it, and then come back with the data and have a whole proposal for what the new process is going to look like at scale across the company. Literally get into slide two of like a 30 slide presentation with the CEO. He stops me mm. and says, this isn't what I want. Hmm. Let me tell you, I know exactly what I want. Let me tell you what it is. Oh. And so I had to scrap all the work that had been done over the previous five months and go back to the drawing board because I didn't do what I know should be done is connect with your highest level stakeholder first yeah, and understand their needs and what they're looking to accomplish. Right. 
so it, it caused a lot of thrash on my end, right? Mm. From frustration to wasted effort. And then the people that participated in the pilot and so on, like yeah. there was a lot of, you know, essentially I had to go on a, a, a little bit of a humility and apology tour to some of those mm. leaders and be like, you know, I know you invest a lot of time and energy and thought and partnering with me on designing this and so on. We had to go back to the drawing board after speaking yeah. with the CEO. Here's where we're landing. Like, yeah. I apologize that, you know, we didn't get this right at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. But that was a huge learning and one that hopefully I won't <laughs> encounter again. <laughs> we'll repeat. Yeah. And I'm and I'm so glad that you're sharing it because I hope that a lot of people are learning from that because I can see so many people, myself included, you know, you get that assignment and just running with, oh, I know how to do this. Let me go put this together and 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 build all this out. And then I can't wait to present it to the CEO. Right. And then he or she is like, wait a minute, you never even asked me what I wanted. And it's completely different. So I appreciate you sharing that because I know some people are going to learn from that and hopefully ask some more questions before they get into it next time. We talked a little bit about trends earlier. Actually, before we get to trends, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges in talent development today that you're seeing? I think the biggest challenge, I think it's an ongoing challenge, but like for talent development to be seen as trusted business advisors and partners mm. rather than program managers or facilitators. You know, so often we hear practitioners talking about is training being a mandate, right? People come to them and request like, hey, we're having a problem with this. Can you make a training on it? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is, is build that credibility and your understanding of the business and the different parts of the business so that you can do a root cause analysis and have some of those harder conversations to determine whether or not uh, training really is the solution or if training is just going to be a bandaid uh, that you're going to have to constantly be reapplying. Right. Are you going to be strategic and proactive about it? Or are you going to be reactionary and just responding to people and possibly making bad decisions? We talked about trends some trends earlier. What's another trend that you're following or you're excited about in talent development? Yeah. Some of the things that I'm excited about are, I, I do think that learning technologies have not quite hit their peak in terms of uh, application across the business. So I think a lot of LMS, I think you're seeing a lot of experimentation across different uh, LMS and, and LXP and those types of providers. I don't think anyone anyone has nailed it yet. Hmm. And I think finding a way to marry skills development, skills marketplace, talent marketplaces, career pathing, competency models, finding a way to marry all those things yeah. in a way that feels integrated into the way people actually work rather than this siloed system that people engage with because they get a bunch of reminder emails from L&D yeah. and people team members, yeah. I think is a key thing because the most important thing is that the work gets done and that people are maximizing their impact with the work that they do. Yeah. But so much of these systems and the way they operate now happens outside of the place where work happens. Mm, yeah, I agree. And I'm having lots of conversations with people about career development in lots of organizations. And I can tell you that this is a hot topic for a lot of people. And I don't think anyone has completely nailed it, right? Has yeah. completely figured it out and is out there teaching everybody else. There are some that are maybe close, but there's still like that added challenge of like, well, how do you get people to use it? And uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, but it's, it's definitely one a lot of people are thinking about talking about. Tom, is there a book or maybe a TED talk, a learning resource that's that's made an impact for you that you highly recommend? Yeah, two that I'll share that I think are relevant specifically to me and some of the things that we've talked about is Our Iceberg is Melting by John Cotter uh, mm-hmm. around change leadership. As someone who works in, a, in the tech space, in the startup space, like there's a ton of change that we are navigating every day. 
And not only my ability to be agile, but in equipping our leaders to be agile and implement some of these best practices with leading change versus just managing it, I think has been really critical to, to how I build influence and, and impact across the business. And then another one, it goes back to an earlier point we talked about around the importance of marketing, right? And so a book that I found funny, relevant, applicable is Stories That Stick mm. is another book I've really leaned into as of late. Stories That Stick. All right. Got it. Is there a an app, a platform, a tool, piece of technology that you use a lot that you find really helpful for you in your job? I'm trying to think in terms of technology. I don't really have a learning tech stack as of yet, but I do like the idea of the ways rapid authoring tools are evolving. Mm-hmm. I think that is creating new pathways to decentralize L&D and equip more leaders and, and more people across the business to share in learning and create learning for others, you know, articulate, completely change the way their model is coming up with articulate rise and articulate 360. I think lessonly has their, I think their tagline is democratizing learning Mm. more people across the business to create meaningful learning experiences. I'm excited about some of those evolutions that are taking place. I've used some of them at some of my prior companies. Again, I still think there's work to be done on that front and innovations to come. And I'm excited for the direction that we're headed. Got it. I like it. For those out there who work in talent development, who are looking for ways to find more success in in the talent development world, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Yeah. Be brave. I think that's a key thing. Uh, When you are entering into a new space, whether it's you're new to the talent development field or new to an organization, be brave. You've got to lean into asking harder questions, right? And also sharing, being vulnerable with where your own gaps or insecurities may lie and building trust. I think that, you know, there, there's lots of graphics and probably a quote that I'll butcher around uh, growth and comfort, uh, really living in separate spaces, right? You yeah. grow outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that as learning develop and talent development practitioners, like you have to live that. Mm. If you want to grow and therefore enable the growth of everyone else, yep. you have to live outside your comfort zone. Got to be willing to get outside your comfort zone, right? Yeah, that's, mm. a, that's a big one. That's where most growth happens. Okay, last, last question for you, Tom. You came to our conference two years ago. You've been a member of the Talent Development Think Tank community for several months, probably more than a year now, a couple of years now, maybe. For those that have been on the fence, on the sideline, listening to the podcast, thinking about joining, what would you say about our community? Yeah. Oh man. There are just so many wonderful and insightful people that are in that community that have a diverse set of experiences and responsibilities that even if they're not as like, they're not a hundred percent applicable to your context and environment, there are so many nuggets and pieces that you can take from that. It's like having, uh, you know, access to some of the top minds in your field and being able to pick their brains and, and pick and choose what from their what they're doing and how they're thinking about things, and then apply that to your own approach. I found that to be so valuable, whether it's part of the calls, whether it's in Slack, whether it's through reaching out, asking for, you know, uh, kind of knowledge sharing calls to individuals that are members. Like I've done all of the above and I've continued to get value out of each of them. Ah, love it. And we're so glad that you're there. I know you add a lot of value there as well. Something I always ask people when they join or tell people when they join is that it's not just about taking value. You need to find ways to give value, connect with other people, and you get out of it what you put into it. So thank you for being a member. And thank you so much for taking time to come on the podcast today and share all of your experience and wisdom. I really appreciate it. I know other people do as well. So thanks again for being here. Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate it. All right. Take care.
All right, that will do it for my bonus Q&A around with Mr. Tom Bowen from GEM. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Obviously, Tom is a longtime member of the talent development think tank community, and he talked about what he's gotten out of that community and how valuable it's been for him. So if you're on the fence, if you've been thinking about it, if you work in learning and development and you are not yet a member, I don't know what you're waiting for, seriously. It's hard for me to understand because I'm so big on investing in myself, passionate about lifelong learning, continuous learning, understanding that I need to invest in myself, my number one most important resource if I want to continue to grow and improve and achieve my goals and feel fulfilled in my career. That's why I'm always investing in myself. And I want that for you as well. Even if it's not the talent development think tank, where else can you invest in yourself? Where else can you make time for your own learning and development. Maybe it's taking an online course. Maybe it's getting a degree. Maybe it's joining some other membership association or community where you can learn from other people. Just make sure that you are doing something. Don't just get caught up doing your job and expecting that you're gonna be fine. You absolutely need learning and growth in your life. And I believe humans are social creatures and we need to learn from each other. That's where we really learn best. And that is what our community is all about. So if you're not a member and you want to find out more information, you wanna join, our website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. We also have a conference coming up soon. And as I record this, I don't have everything finalized. It's coming very, very soon. It's going to be in February in 2023. But once that information is available, it will be on the same website, tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank. So go check that out. I hope to see you on a Think Tank call soon. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.